everybody to the Dusty Bender Podcast. This is episode 12 for season 2 with your standard hosts, your best hosts, the only hosts, Chance Watson and Taylor Wells. Wells, what's going on? Uh, underline of the best hosts. Um, yes. You know, we, of, of the many hosts on the Dusty Bender Podcast, we are definitely the two best. Absolutely. Um, what's going on? It's, uh, it is, it is the week. Um, I see your dusty ass in a couple short days. That's true. I will be, Um, I will be in your very warm neck of the woods. Yes. Uh, it's looking like middle seventies for all those people in, uh, colder, shittier weather. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to our, uh, our fans out in Minnesota. We got, uh, we got a shout out from Bet Kamish. Uh, our sponsor i uh, said that he gained a lot of degenerate gamblers because of the podcast there so kudos and shout out to our minnesota listeners definitely underlining the degenerate part yes. um he you know he really likes to uh you know bucket our fan base because he knows how much of degenerates we are and so he, you know, Commission at least knows the kind of people that are listening to us. So he write, he writes down our picks after these episodes, and he's just like, "Oh, they're so wrong all the time." So we'll he's like, guys, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make so much money off of these fuckers. <laughs> yeah, come on over, uh, Dusty Bet. Yeah, he, Dusty Bet. That's, that's the only reason he tells people to listen to us. Uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, God, their picks are terrible. They're so um, wrong. <laughs> yeah, Dusty Bet podcast is great. <laughs> send them over <laughs> um, so if well, you've gone 0-25 since uh, we started doing our betting quarter with with that in mind if you're if you're looking to roll the dice and make, try to make some money uh, you should bet with Kamish betkamish.ag that is uh, Kamish offers 20% free play on deposits with zero rollover because rollover is a scam goddamn scam text 951-878-9411 or hit him up on twitter at betkamish to play some action, or just have somebody nice to talk to. Yeah, I, he's, he's helped me through a few of my issues. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure where he takes my text, mes- text messages from, but pretty sure it's one of those couches that you see at therapists, uh, right? Places. So that's his. That's maybe that's his day job. Could be, or his um, his uh. What do they? What do they call it? It's it's a front, like he like, <laughs> like he's a he's a therapist, and then like, but you go when you go like like the wife, like you're yeah. like guys having problems with his wife. He's like, uh, honey, I, I I can't talk about this. I have to go to the therapist. I gotta go see it's the like commish. You, She's like, this is the fifth time you've been to the therapist this week, and it's like I I know I got a lot of things to get off my chest. <laughs> no, with that, just, I mean, at that point, you know, the wives are happy for him. You know, right? They're, they're like, oh, you know, honey, I really appreciate that you're going to. Make something better of yourself, and he's blowing like the it's college. Like you're, you're spending the kids a thousand dollars a visit on this therapist. Yeah, they're a great <laughs> therapist. What's the, what's their name? Ah, Kamish. You can't. <laughs> Doctor Kamish. It's uh, Doctor uh, Physical Therapist Kamish. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also do dry cleaning and. <laughs> Or, no, or, or, or look at the other way. Like, you're going in, and it's like, how much did that cost? No, honey, honey, I'm getting paid to go to this therapist. <laughs> it's a weird go, situation. They pay me I go sometimes. In, 
I go in and he he he. I'm so lucky. He feels that he's so lucky to have me as a patient that he <laughs> he hands me the thousand dollars. I tell him one like funny weird story about my betting history and it just gives me money. I don't know. I just I don't get it. Uh, it's uh, really he actually, helping me. <laughs> he actually had a little contest recently about um, picking somebody with a good story, and you actually knew one of the winners, didn't you? Yeah, you're uh, you're gonna meet him here in a couple days. Um, I don't know his Twitter handle, so I won't just name drop him. But uh, yeah, it honestly knowing him and knowing his dad, the story doesn't surprise me one bit. So <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and go over to the commission's Twitter when you got some time and and read it. It sounds it sounds a little too accurate. Fantastic! I love that. Um, and, and congrats to him. Uh, that was that was a hundred dollar free play right there. That's as much as I got in my bet commission account right now. You doing good with that, huh? Yeah. Well, nice. I stopped listening to you. Yeah, and I went on a cold streak for a little while. Winning some money. I went on a cold streak for a little while, and Correct. I. Uh, and uh, but but that's that's all about gambling. Any any professional gambler would tell you you go through hot and cold streaks. And uh, um, the the problem is we kind of talked about this before we started recording. But uh, as as the NHL players they start get. I always like to bet under overs because hockey is this game of luck sometimes where even the worst team in the league on any given night has like a one out of ten shot of beating the best team in the league just because hockey. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's why I like to bet under overs because you know an offensive and defensive team is a little more reliable. Well, um, while scoring is up, you know uh, around the league, and the over is is generally a decent bet. Um, uh, as teams approach the All Star break, uh, they kind of stop giving a shit. Uh, it's the midway, you know, it's a little past the midway point of the season. They're looking forward to their actual holiday, considering they don't get much time around the actual holidays. Um, except for the poor souls that have to go to the all-star game, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's, it's kind of just not a big deal unless, unless you're a team that's, you know, genuinely still in the race that where wins start mattering, uh, every little bit helps like Chicago or something like that. Um, uh, it, it's it, scoring goes down. So I, I continue to bet the overs, uh, like an idiot and, uh, scoring mm-hmm. was down. Like what the one of the worst bets I made was the Colorado Islanders game where both goalies decided to have the career the, the career game of the because I think Colorado's gone over since then like that was the one random game that they were under, uh, so but yeah other than that uh so a little cold I mean I'm not I'm not not fucking drowning but uh just taking a little <laughs> break for a second and then we'll then we'll get back into her. You know who else is gambling. The Las Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, what a segue. That we haven't had a strong segue like that in a very really long time. I would like to take credit for that segue. That's, this segue that's... brought to you by um, <laughs> Taylor Wells's wedding. Taylor Taylor Wells's fun bash twenty twenty. Um Gerard Gallant is out and Peter DeBoer has a full time job again. There's so much okay. So to kind of borrow the structure from uh, from the Vegas podcast on this, I'm going to break this down into three things, three ways. I'm going to ask you. So, okay, so not considering who they hired, do you think firing Gallant was a good idea? No. Okay. Now, considering both the firing of Gallant and the hiring of DeBoer, do you think it was a good idea? No. Now, not considering who they fired. 
just who they hired. Just hiring DeBoer, do you think that was a good decision? Man, I wish I was betting right now because I would go for a solid three for three and say no. Say no? Okay. All right. See, I'm I'm two for three on that. Like, I, I don't – I would not fire Gerard Gallant to pick up Pete DeBoer, but mm-hmm. if you ha- – like, gun to my head, like, you're – like, chance we're firing Gerard Gallant, you have to pick somebody that's available. Like, all right, well, who's available right now? We've got Peter LaViolette, who is only good for, like, the first six months. Was he available We've... at the time? Does that timeline work? Does that timeline yeah, work? Yeah, because he, fu- he was replaced by Hines. Yeah, okay. Okay, you're right. So you've got LaViolette. You've got Babcock, who, wants, who makes players want to kill themselves. Uh, Bill Peters, who was... Apparently, apparently is unhirable at the moment because he said something 15 years ago, mm-hmm. um, and he's mean. Uh, Disney princess, you should only be white. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, Bill Peters seemed like he was doing just fine with the Calgary Flames, and he was doing, he was being a good coach. I, it's, he said something like 15 years ago. There was, there hasn't been a problem since. Like, I, I'm not. That, that's a whole other subject. Mm-hmm. Um. So there, there's just not much out there. I mean, like, even even Jeff Blashell still has a fucking job for some reason. Um, so, I, I mean, of the available coaches, Pete DeBoer seems... I mean, if you're, if you're going outside of the game, which we could talk about that, too. Like, what's up with this roundtable passing the coaches off? It's just sloppy seconds, dude. That's exactly what it is. Like, oh, you may... You, like, oh, he didn't work out for you? Well, he might work out for us. Like... Let me, How does that? Let me let me tell you why I don't like T- Pete DeBoer. I think I, I honestly yes, you can make a case for all the other guys that like Lavalette didn't work out. He just will never work out. I think his. I think I'd rather hire Bill Peters than fucking Peter Lavalette as a coach. I'm right? just not a Lavalette. I I know some I'm people not swear either. by him, but I just don't like him. I'm not either. Um, and I know Babcock like spanked his players or something, but like. <laughs> oh no, he didn't touch them. He was just real mean. He's just, he frowned too much at him. He said, hey, hey, grown man, you're being a pussy. And they got he all was, sorts of fucking sad about it. He was it just, and... Babcock's problem is that he's just too headstrong. Like, he's he's playing, like, fucking, uh, who's who's the uh, defenseman on, on Toronto that we always gave shit for? You're always getting hurt all the time. Not Jake Gardner. No, not Jake Gardner. Um, the other guy that he's been in the league forever. Not Housley. What? What is his name? It's like a Heat... No, it's not Heatley. It's fucking... um... He's a D? Fuck! I can't remember his name. He's a current current D of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I believe so. Or if he wasn't, he was last year. Morgan Riley, Jake Muzzin, Jake Gardner, Cody Cece. It's not any of them. Uh... Hainsey! Oh, Ron fucking Hainsey. Ron Hainsey, yeah. So, like, Ron Hainsey's getting, like, 15 minutes a night, and everybody's like, why are you skating him this much? When, when like, Matthews is just, like, pawning at, like, staring at Babcock, like, can I please go on the ice, please? So, <laughs> like, fucking goon. So, all right, you know what? Everybody's gonna be on there, like, I can't believe I just sat through, like, you guys trying to figure out his name. And it's like, no, 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 no. The fact that we couldn't figure out Ron Hainsey's name proves my point okay <laughs> like this guy was getting 15 minutes and we couldn't even think and think of his fucking name on this podcast so um 
That's what Babcock and Babcock didn't even do it because he thought it was the right decision. Babcock, one night, somebody came up to Babcock and he's like, "Hey, Babs, uh, you think Ron's getting a little too much playing time?" <laughs> and because of that, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna play him about 20 minutes a night." No. Hmm. Oh, well, that's funny because I had the dream last night and uh, <laughs> he's gonna be first line minutes. So. Oh, I was, I was thinking that uh, we put him on first line center with uh, with Matthews and Tavares. Huh, so uh, Drew Doughty, Roman Yossi, uh, Ron Hainsey, right? Uh, so here's, <laughs> that's going to be the leaders in the league for Taiwan Ice. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, gonna get, I'm, he's never going to get off the ice now. Power play, penalty kill, everything. He's our Coach, back I need a goal. break. Don't get the fuck back out there, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ron oh, Hainsey, Iron Man. Um, I, I, here's my thing. And we talked about this when it kind of happened. Um, you, Pete DeBoer just got canned from a team who was underperforming. Yep. Who had a bunch of talent, right? We had two of the best defensemen in the entire league. Yep. Um, you know, well, prior to Pete DeBoer getting his hands on them. Um, and you bring him into a situation where the team is underperforming with a bunch of talent. I, I would argue, in, in, it, 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 and this is more on the San Jose players than, than DeBoer, because San Jose has had success in the past. I mean, not Stanley Cup success, but they've, they've always been that team that, you know, they've, they've won the President's Trophy or they win the Western Conference, and then they get into the playoffs, and then they, you know, middle, middle through it. Um, they've, even had a, they've even had a Stanley Cup appearance, but I would argue that there's some GM problems there. Like, what could you pot like combine sub-average goaltending with two of the most offensive defensemen in the league, what are you going to get? Yeah. Like, it's... There's just no way that you're going to score that many goals to make up for Jones and Dell not even being one goalie. Yeah, I would agree. I Yeah, I think... And, and that comes back to our point we always come to, right? Like... like Defense and goalie goaltending can save you, right? I mean, yeah. it hides a lot of different. It hides a lot of inefficiencies, which we've seen with the Coyotes a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but like, come on. I mean, you know, at some point he's got to move the lines around. He's got to. I mean, it's not like he had this team who is just like an AHL team this year that's yeah. playing. You know, these grown men and these these. You know, it's not the what 1980 fucking u.s team or whatever it's no. just it, it's not and so like when you have that much talent you gotta figure out a fucking way and pete just couldn't do it and there's a reason that he you know that was he just got moved from um you know new jersey it's that was a whole different situation in new jersey but i mean it's kind of the same thing i mean you have you know more or less um, you know, the, the difference there is it's, it's a pretty defensive team in Vegas, um, but you have a couple underperforming goalies. Uh, you know, you, you I just, I, I, I want to know the backstory on Gallant getting canned. That's, that's the whole thing for me is what, what did the GM say or see that was going on wrong with the team that Gallant was, was coaching, right? That he brought in DeBoer and said, holy shit, he can totally fucking turn this around i think I just, it was I, I don't see i that. think it's more along the lines of they just wanted somebody that was willing to shake things up like that 
Gallant came on. The little the criticism that Gallant had was that he was not willing to move people. Like, the, the third and fourth lines got shuffled, but that's every team. Like, there's there's never really any consistent third and fourth. Like, if right. you're on a good team, yeah, third your third line is set, you know, and that's a deep team. But generally speaking, your third and fourth lines, they're they're interchangeable, especially the fourth line. Um, Gallant was not – he would not me- – unless he had to because of injuries – he would not mess with his top six. Like it was, it was written in stone that it was going to be Carlson, Marcheseau, and Smith on the first line, Stone, Stasny, and Pacioretty for the most of it. And then when they traded for Stevenson, Stevenson was getting some looks on that second line. But other than that, they never moved. Like it was never, it was never shifted. And I think a lot of people really want to see you know, a Stone, Carlson, and Pacioretty, or a, a Stone, Marcheseau, and Carlson, or something along those lines. But he never wanted to break that up because it worked once, so why fuck it up? Yeah, that's that's fair. So I maybe, mean, maybe DeBoer's got the balls to change things up. I don't know. I think DeBoer, I think DeBoer is a fucking... gets on his knees and blows the GM. So I think... I think that, you know, going from a guy like Gallant, like, yeah, that's a great point. That's fine, right? I I have no problem. I mean, you want to see a little bit of shakeup, especially when they're going through something. You want to see them, you know, changing them some things up after, you know, you got to have that threshold of like, okay, six games and these lines aren't fucking working, right? I like building chemistry. I love having, you know, I, I loved having the same guys on my uh, you know, playing center and on my right wing for fucking years, right? You know, I just, I loved that because I loved the consistency even when we were going through shit, right? Yep. Um, you know, and I think I think it's easy for management to go, oh, well, he's not doing this, so that's why we're losing. I mean, I, I just, I, I think I think that plays perfectly to your point, right? Yep. Gallant, Gallant didn't want to change for management because he said, you know, hey, this stuff has worked. Uh, you know, these guys have the chemistry, right? They're just not quite clicking right now. Um, and yes, maybe he he did need to move one guy off there and one guy to the other one just to kind of spark them a little bit and then move them back. I don't know, right? But I think I think Pete DeBoer is kind of, you know, he just, he just kind of looks it. I don't know if this is just me being a douchebag and an asshole, but he just looks like a fucking soft you know piece of yeah. paper right so i mean he just looks like he a wet, wet piece of paper so like he yep. just i just think you know and that's why it was so quick right Gallant's out deborah is in right this guy's been oh yeah they ripped the band-aid off for, for fucking sure. two weeks and told us to get rid of Gallant. like you know yep. what i mean so like i mean i i, I have I, it's not that i hate deborah i just you know and and he come and he comes in and vegas vegas hasn't this is vegas's first loss with deborah shut the fuck up Okay, because so this I shit can... happens with new coaches. Shit yep. happens with new players that come in. You know, they get energized and get going. Um, I can be. It's it's one thing if they bring it. Like if they brought in a Vander Kane to the Vegas Golden Knights or something. That's a different story. Like right. the fan base can legitimately. In my, I would like if the fan base revolts and says like "fuck this guy," I will never root for him. Doesn't matter. Um, I can understand that because that's a player. But coaches, and this goes back to what we were talking about before. Coaches are traded around so much in this league. They have literally no loyalty to any team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's very few coaches in this league. I mean, look at, fuck, I, coaches that you would think that are invincible, like Joe Quinville. Like, his his Chicago Blackhawks under his tenure were voted the 
the team of the decade. And that guy got fired. Yeah. So I don't necessarily know. It's there's just there's no loyalty with coaches in this league. Mm-hmm. Players, players to an extent as well. But even then, like you know, Joe Thornton, you know, he's played with San Jose forever, but he still holds a flame for Boston because he was there for fucking eight years. Um, yeah. You know, That's there's how- there's always that there's always that sense that I mean, people forget it. Like look at Martin Brodeur. Okay, Brodeur t- technically retired as a St. Louis Blue. <laughs> did he but work he worked upper he worked uh he worked upper office for that or like you know he, he works upper office, office now for, for new jersey right? he works up upper office now for new jersey i believe but i think he did initially for st louis i think he retired Possible. there and then worked with for st louis there yeah um, I, I think you're right all this does this just this just shows me that um you know, and I know you like the Knights and shit, so, like, I don't want to be too much of a dick on them, but oh, power that, shows, that, sh- that shows me a lot of upper management's, like, loyalty, shows me that they kind of took the easy road, right? I think I think they were button heads with Galan a little bit, and they go, well, I mean, you know, our team is perfect. We built a perfect team, right? Yep. This team should win eight cups in a row, so right. it's got to be the guy that just disagrees with us sometimes. And I think it just, for me, that's exactly how that felt. And nothing has come out since then that has proven me wrong on that, right? And so it just, it's one of these big big dick swinging things that they got rid of Gallant for. Um, and, you know, they brought in wet paper DeBoer. And I just think, you know, I, I don't know. It's a very interesting situation for me. I mean, good for, good for Pete. You know, Pete's got another job. Good for sure. him, right? Yep. Um, you know, and, and and Vegas did play well the first couple of games with him in there. Um, you know, so time will tell if this was if this was the right decision to make. But you know, I I mean, look, you know, I think I think yeah. yes, you're you're kind of going from you're, you're kind of going from one extreme to the other extreme, and I think. You know, if you see a little bit better results with the guy you brought in, you're going to feel pretty good about it, right? So, um, you know, not, not terrible. It's just one of those meh. No, I, I get you it. Know? It's yeah. uh, Vegas. Because at the end of the day, Vegas's problem was not coaching. And that's why I don't yeah. agree with, with agree. Gallant getting fired. That that wasn't the problem. Your problem is th- there, are, there, there was two ways of looking at this. There's problems you could solve and problems you can't solve. Right. Problems you can't solve. Flurry's dad died over Christmas. Like he's obviously not going to be playing well right now. Yeah. Okay. His game is off, and he's been, to, to his credit, he's been playing at an elite level even into his later years. Right. But he, right now he's playing, you know, average hockey. You know, he's not playing bad. He's just not. He's just right. not the star that he is normally. <clears throat> and because of that, the lack. You and I have talked about this before for Vegas. The lack of defense and the lack of a number one d on this team is finally starting to come through like Mm -hmm. i i mean the offense can score four goals but if you're letting in five it doesn't matter you know like if you're if you're letting in six but scoring four it doesn't matter how good your offense is right and we've talked about this before i don't know if we said it on the podcast or it was just us conversing but who are the top two defensemen on that team yeah i mean Shea Theodore and Nate Schmidt, right? Yeah. Okay. Either are either one of them top number one defensemen? No, I think I think they go to any other team. They're three or four tops. Agreed. Right? I mean, that's just you know, 
Agreed. They're yeah. they're like they're, they're the they're the guy that's paired up with the best guy, or or they round out the you know the the second or third line. Yeah, and I think I think that's just a product of being the expansion team. So like the first first year, you can get away with that. And we talked about this even last year. Is you know they're just energized, right? I mean, you just want to prove everybody wrong, blah blah blah, do all this whole thing. So now that it's real, now that you're an actual team, nobody's going to take you for granted for one. And two, I mean, you gotta be built like a, a pretty normal NHL team to to have some success. Uh, you know, I just think they're starting to see a little bit of a little bit of a drop off. Um, you know, they lost to Boston tonight, three two. I mean, that's a that's a good game though. I mean, that's a good, a good team over in the East. Um, so I mean, it's it's you know, do I think uh, Gerard Gallant led Vegas Golden Knights would have gone in there tonight and had any kind of a different score? Probably not. I don't think so. You know, I, I think, think so. it's it's a very, very one-for-one one trade with the coaches stuff, but... Um, we'll start seeing... I think when Vegas gets off of their road trip, they'll get back to they'll get back home, and then we'll start seeing some changes. Um, yeah. In the meantime, uh, to, to finally move away from Vegas, uh, we'll leave it at this. I, I, I predict that at the deadline, one of two things will happen. Either A, they will trade for a top defenseman. Yep. Or B... Or, or to round out the defense any better, like maybe just another like, maybe another Shea, Shea Theodore mm-hmm. to to make the defensive core even deeper, um, or they will trade for a true two A backup goalie. Because mm. I'm not, I am not a Subban hater. Like there are people that genuinely think that he's terrible, and I don't think that at all. I think that Subban is a very good backup goalie. But that that's what it is. He is a he Flurry is A, he is B. Mm-hmm. Whereas there whereas you have teams like look at Boston. You've got Rask and Halak, where it's literally one A, two A. Right. Or and one I A think, one A, one B, right? Right, exactly. Whatever. Um So how that's gonna work is at the deadline, so either they do the defenseman or they trade for a, a backup goal and it sucks because that is a reflect that that seems like it's a reflection on Subban and it and it shouldn't be. But with how Flurry's playing right now, you need to have a reliable guy that can come in there and play, you know, two, three, four games so Flurry can get his mojo back. Mm-hmm. And Flurry's only gonna get older, so he's not gonna be able to marathon it like he's been doing, you know, the last two years. So um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas is in the running for Gorgiev. I've mm. heard rumors. I've heard rumors that the Maple Leafs are, which totally makes sense because Hutchinson's not a good backup. Mm-hmm. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas was in that running for Gorgiev or maybe even Jonathan Bernier. Or th- that's what I would be looking at. I would be looking for somebody to 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 fill in for Subban. Yeah, um, I think our buddy Greg would suggest that uh, Merz Lickens is definitely someone that, um, you know, Vegas should be going after. I mean, he's just slightly better than Subban, so... Oh, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, because apparently if you don't talk to the media, you you apparently will go 0-5-1 and, and, <laughs> and blame everybody else. What a fucking asshole. Okay, so... <laughs> Let's jump. That's a great, good, another good, good another segue. Look at me. I'm uh, two for two. Look at that shit. Yeah, you're, you're killing it. Um, so damn. jumping over to the Columbus Blue Jackets, um, they've been killing it recently. And uh, the, the surprising part, I mean, it's always good when a team s- strings together some wins. That's impressive in and itself. Uh, I'd have to look at their actual like track record. I'll pull it up right now on my phone. But uh, they've won. A, they've strung a lot of few games uh, in a row together. 
Uh, the rookie goaltender is Merzlikens. Uh, Elvis. Uh, it, it's easier just to say. Um, Elvis. Elvis Merzlikens. Uh-huh. Yeah, he came. His first game was against. I want to say Vegas. Is this after uh, after our buddy Greg was talking about him? Yeah. So okay. so Corpusala went down, and then uh, super journalist Greg Wyshynski with ESPN, <laughs> uh, because ESPN is known for its renowned hockey coverage, uh, comes out and he made a stupid tweet saying that he predicted that Elvis would go 0-5-1 and, and still blame the media after Elvis kind of refused to talk to them after Corpusala went down. Well, Elvis has won pretty much every game that he's had since then, except for San Jose, uh, in, including recording three shutouts. Uh, uh, and 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 Columbus is on an absolute tear with injuries, mind you. Like this isn't like a solid team where a rookie goaltender is being propped up by a solid team. Columbus was not expected to do anything. A and B, that fully healthy team that wasn't expected to do anything is hurt. Yeah. Like they're missing. They they just got Oliver Borkstrand. He was the reason why they just beat New York last night. Uh, by the way, that wasn't a Merzlikens game. That was their other goalie that I has even a harder to pronounce. I'm name. pretty sure it's Merzlikens 2.0. I haven't. I I it, it's so close to Merzlikens too. That's what's somebody about somebody it. made a really good joke that the Columbus Blue Jackets goalie names are just randomly generated by NHL 20. <laughs> They're, they're just randomly generated. It's it, Honestly, I think the random generator just says uh, only one vowel and it has to be 12 letters long. And then just throw in as many consonants <laughs> as you can. And if you throw in a Z, uh, bonus points. Exactly. Mraznikov. Well, but I think, honestly, I think that has something to do with their, uh, G, is it the GM? That they pulled from the KHL. Who did they pull? Who did they pull from the KHL? They pulled. Oh, uh, that was Kekalainen. Yeah, Kekalainen. They. So I mean, he just. And we we last year we gave him the biggest balls award. He did win the biggest saggy nugs again. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, and if okay, so right now I'm gonna I'm gonna to go back to our last conversation real quick. If if this works out, like if DeBoer, if if Vegas makes it to the state. It's. I mean, at this point, it's what Stanley Cup final. At least, like, if anything short of that, they're going to say that firing Gallant was not the right decision. <laughs> Basically, yeah, De- like, you DeBoer's have to make... out if they don't win the fucking cup. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna even give him just a Stanley Cup. Like, they could lose in the Stanley Cup final, and people would be like, "All right, you know, fine." But if they don't make it, at least there, I, I think they're gonna say that this was a bad decision. So. I will give right now a tentative balls, giant balls award to the Vegas because there's a lot on the line here. Like Kekalainen, like he shot a shot and like he failed. Yeah, they they pulled off the amazing upset of the century against Tampa, and then they lost in a really good series against Boston. That was a and great I think, series. Yeah, it was. It really was. And I I think that was enough for him to keep his job, and management was happy with their first playoff win. Um, whereas Vegas. I mean, it's all or nothing at this point. Like, if DeBoer, like if DeBoer doesn't turn the team around, or if they don't, I, for DeBoer's job, or or at least management, I, I maybe like conference final, like a conference final appearance, mm-hmm. like maybe, like that might save somebody's job. But if it's anything less than that, like the GM's getting fired, co- goalie coaches are getting, fi- I mean, there's going to be some fucking axes coming down because 
you've got to think that this decision and all these changes are coming from Bill Foley, the owner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, but, you know, the the real question is, what does that have to do with Columbus? That's a good point. So, uh, <laughs> going back to Columbus, Merzlikens is playing unbelievable. Uh, the guy, I love their little celebration that he does at the end of a win with Feligno. He gets into it, dude. I mean... Oh. He's well, so he's so fucking. It. That's the thing we miss about hockey. Like some of the pros, like we love our old pros, but like you know, uh, Kane scores a goal. It's just not the same as we did it five it, years though, ago. You know? Yeah, it's it's you know it's whatever. It's another day at the office kind of thing. Hey, but look, these kids, you know, like first NHL win, first shutout. Like these are big things, and this kid is genuinely excited and happy to have a crowd behind him. Look, I, uh, I, I gave this kid and this team shit at the beginning of the year. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't do my, I didn't do my research into Elvis. Um, you know, I, Columbus was just fucking gutted, right? I mean, you know, just looking at it on paper, there was no way you would think that they were doing what they were doing. Oh no! Anybody who said that they'd be doing this well right now is full of shit. Is a Columbus Blue Jackets fan? Correct. Um, yes, and I think even a majority of them were like, "Fuck," you know. Um, but God, yeah, they're on fire right now. And this kid, I mean, you know, Columbus forever was telling us like, um, you know, it's it, it's very similar, I think, to the Rangers situation where like, you know, people have seen Gorgiev for the last couple of years, um, but if you're a true Rangers fan, you know who this just shistorkin kid is or how the fuck you say it right i mean they they know you know they've known how excited that they are and and the organization was about this kid and it columbus has been the same thing i just think you just don't really meet any columbus fans right yeah. to where like you yeah. know i'm hearing it on the streets every day that uh elvis merzlikens is the new the new fucking uh broder you know what i mean like i think my just, dad is the only columbus fan like <laughs> West of the Mississippi. Exactly. I think, you know, one of the only in general. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, look, if if you didn't predict it correctly at the beginning of the year or you said something, um, you know, I I mean, we don't like to say that we're part of the media, but, dude, you know, we we talk about this shit regularly. We bring news to the people. Right. right? Um, You know, look, if you get something wrong and people start fucking getting on you about it, because you're a fat pile that doesn't actually know what's going on. <laughs> Just fucking own it. So, right? that, that, yeah, and so going back it. to Wyshynski, Wyshynski said that, and as, as Merlikens racks up the wins, obviously, since Twitter is Twitter. They they just got on Wyshynski. They just fucking, I mean, oh, just yeah. ripping him apart. And, and to be fair, like, more than he definitely deserves. But that's hockey, and that's Twitter. That's um, hockey, baby. Sure, exactly. But instead of pulling like a Ryan, like Whitney, like the Big Brother podcast, a, a hockey podcast of every hockey podcast, Spit and Chicklets, like Whitney, they literally took Whitney's recorded voice and played it during Golden Knights games, saying like they would never go anywhere. <laughs> and but but since then, Whitney takes it as a joke, and he's like, "Yeah, they fucking shoved it up my hoop. Like I, like I was wrong." And he laughs about it, and it's a funny thing. Wyshynski doubles down on it and is a baby about the whole thing he even go, like he doesn't even mention the columbus blue jackets in his next episode of puck soup because he doesn't even want to talk about it because because the columbus fans are so mean to him so uh 
he basically, after the last win by the Rumors Lickens, he tweeted two days ago, I've muted all the CBJ fans that are still on this, but felt for obvious reasons that this fine sample deserved a hat tip. And he, he retweeted a Blue Jackets fan that used the wrong your, like Y-O-U-R instead of Y-O-U-R-E. Um, so I tweeted at him. I said, if you just <laughs> own it instead of being a baby, people would lay off. Look at Whitney on Chicklets with the whole Vegas thing. You didn't even talk about Columbus on Puck Soup Podcast, despite the incredible run and storyline that goes with it just sad. And mine got lots of likes and, and whatnot. And then Greg writes back. He writes back to me. Like, who the why? Anyway, he goes, one, I wrote about them last week. Say, so okay, you wrote about them? Like, Nobody no reads one's gonna... your shit. No one re- a reads your shit because you're an ESPN analyst. Like I would rather pay a fifteen dollars subscription to the Athletic than read your shit. And then two, uh, he says two. I do I do puck soup for my own enjoyment. CBJ fans in my mentions have not made it enjoyable for me in the last couple of weeks, so that's probably discouraged me from discussing them. There are also two other hosts that you can ask about putting them over. Like, didn't I just say, don't be a baby about this? <laughs> I mean, he, that's how he's wired. Do you, you expect him on Twitter of all platforms to have something better to say than... It's like it's like the dude, dude. doesn't even have a sense of humor. He's just like, he the could, worst. He could have easily... Like, look. Look at us. We make bold, very bold predictions all the time on this. And if we're wrong, like, the very next episode, we're like, yeah, I fucked up. I mean, and you don't—you shouldn't even have to do that, though. Right, and it, well, you shouldn't even have to do that, but it's funny. Like, we capitalize on it. We're like, fuck, yeah, exactly. yeah oh, it's fucking showed my ass up. Dude, if, um, if, we, if we could tell you every single thing that's going to happen in the NHL, it wouldn't be any fun to watch anyway. So, no. like, the fact that, uh, yeah, I... Look, I, I hate getting on other people, especially other people in, in a very similar platform to us, but, like, come on, dude. Come well, on. and Greg... Craig takes a lot of heat from other hockey because there's, I mean, there is an old school and new school to like reporting on hockey, but in, and most of the people that do it, they played at one point, like whether they were like, if you're, I mean, if you're an NBC analyst, you either played or coached, right? Like that's a qualification basically, essentially. Um, especially if you're an analyst, yeah, Whereas, you can't go on podcasts if you're on NBC, right? Exactly. So, but I mean, and he, it's, I don't know. It's, you've got to, you can, you can read the rule book all you want. You can watch hockey all you want and you can be the best writer in the world, but that doesn't mean you understand the culture of hockey and understand the people and fuck it. Not even, that doesn't even happen in this case. Like, dude, have a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, Don't take things so seriously. Yeah. Fuck. I just I think it's funny that there was a response. I think that's hilarious. Um, yeah, the fact that he even had to tweet back at me was just like, okay, dude. <laughs> oh shit! And his tweet, like he didn't, he doubled down on it. Like he wasn't even like, yeah, man, I guess I should probably have a better sense of humor. About it. Like da da da. Like no, like he's like, I already talked about them. One and two, there are other people that can talk about them. I don't like them right now. And it's like, wow, you're being a real baby about this whole thing. <laughs> Is he an only child? I, maybe. I don't know. I feel like that's an only child thing to do. I don't know. He's, it's, I'm not paying with a broad brush here. Granted, I've never been east of Denver, so I don't know. I'm not even entirely convinced that anything east of Denver exists. You're not even cultured, dude. 
not right of course yeah because i'm from the west coast and i haven't i haven't been that way so i don't i don't know things about like getting angry at people in traffic jams and whatnot because we don't have those here so uh so you haven't fucking lived yeah you haven't you haven't lived until you've gotten into a fist fight in traffic dude i you know look uh some people have bar mitzvahs i had you just you just my, get in a traffic jam and fight people. I had my first fucking fisticuff down here in a in a traffic jam, and God, I felt like a man. <laughs> what do you? What, what are the rules in that? Like, if you win the fist fight, do you get his car? Um, realistically, like you can, cho- like you can choose to have your, like you can keep your own, but if you want, you can you can have his car. Yeah, right? so I mean, it's you know, there's two cars obviously involved in the scuffle, sure. so. Uh, if you win the scuffle, you take the more expensive car. Ah. Uh, and it's, you know, it, even, honestly, you know, it's street rules, but, um, you know, even if the other guy's car is, like, less expensive and, and you know, shittier than yours, right. uh, street rules says you just take his car, because that's, you know, that's really, that's the last gut punch, you know? Right. That's like the last, like, he sees you the next day in the exact same spot driving his car, like, eating a donut and spilling coffee in his fucking passenger seat. Was it, like, with his God wife in the back? It. With his wife tied up in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it got dark. I've been listening to way too much Eminem. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy shit. All right. Uh, let's move on. Uh... That's yeah. you know what I know we talk a lot about our segues, but that might be one of the better segues that we do is just getting so weird with something that we have to move on. Yeah, speaking of weird people, Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That wasn't wasn't the best, but it certainly wasn't the worst. Uh, congratulations to Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, he is now ninth all time in goal scoring. That's what I read on the internet. Tied with uh, Stevie Y, yep. the, the hero of the Red, the most recent hero of the Red Wings, besides Bob Probert and Gordie Howe. Uh, but uh, that's a, that's a tremendous achievement. He's still got what? He's at thirty four now, thirty three. He's thirty four years old. Thirty four. So he's he could honestly play till he's forty. Uh, he's got a real shot. I think he, what he's going to score another two hundred goals to get to Gretzky's record. 200, 202 to tie Gretzky. Um, but realistically, with half a season left, look, he's got Mark Messier two goals ahead of him. Yep. Yeah, okay, he's parking. He's he's gonna pass Messier. Yeah, um, Mike Gartner. I should have looked him up. I don't, actually, I'm just not old enough for that shit. So, sure. you listen to this, and you're like 80, and you're like, they didn't know who Mike Gartner is. Sorry about it. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> fucking youngsters can't respect the young the the, the people who made this sport. <laughs> Martha, give me my teeth. Uh, Jesus. Mark was scoring more goals than anyone, and they didn't even wear helmets back then. <laughs> it's Mike. You said Mark anyways, dude. Nobody knows who this guy is. Anyways. I've been hit in the head too many times, and I think it's Mike. <laughs> it's Mike. Cause, it's cause Mark Geithner. Because I played with him, and we both have several concussions. Hey, Mark! <laughs> he actually, he's sitting next to Mike Carter, calling him Mark. <laughs> this guy's calling. He didn't know who you are. 
Oh, Christ. He's talking to a chair. <laughs> he's, he's got, he's, his grandson printed him out a picture of Mike Gartner's head. Uh-huh. Yeah. Taped it to the fucking recliner next to him. Just talks to him. Mark! <laughs> Uh, Jesus. Anywho. Uh, I mean, even Ovechkin on the pace he's on right now, he could pass. I think he can do it. He could pass Mike Gartner this year and put him over 708 that Mike has. Um, that's fucking insane. He could do it. I, I honestly insane. think he'll do it. I think he'll do it. I In mean, fact, I don't think he will retire until he does it. Yeah, I, I or agree. It's, or it's like very, very plot. Or it's like like written on the wall that he's not going to do it. Like there's no way that he can do it. Like he has, like he's out all next year with a hip replacement or something. And like, he's fucked. If like, if there's any hope at all that he can do it, he'll, he'll keep going. So from what this is telling me, there's 93 goals between Gordy and Gretzky. So I think, I think depending on where Ovechkin's health is by the time he gets up towards Gordy, I could see him accepting two. Yep. Just because 93 goals, like, Ovechkin, yes, 34, like, we we can give it to him and say you've got six years left, right? I mean, you know, we could look at a guy like Ovechkin, like we were talking earlier. He plays fucking four minutes a game and he's just on the power play. You know, he just sits in his office. But, like, you know, that's, I mean, that's still a lot of goals. So, like, if he gets past Gordy Howe, Come on. I mean, you know, we got to we got to talk about him forever after this. He's just, you know, the it's the new age of hockey and he was able to score fucking 802 goals. I mean, that's insane. So I think I think at that point depending on when he were, you know, if he passes fucking Gordy in 2 years, fuck. I mean, yeah, he's probably going for Gretzky's record, right? But if oh, he passes Gordy by the time he hits 40, um it's just not plausible. That he's gonna hit ninety three more after forty, so um, you know it's just either way, it's it's incredible. It's fucking inc- it, like in this day and age, it's just incredible. So, God, I, I think for, it definitely it's, crazy. it's gonna re- it's gonna reopen the debate between who's better, Crosby or Ovechkin. Cups, man. I was gonna say because I think I think Crosby Cups. is definitely over. I mean, fuck, I don't know, man. I'd have to. We we could do an entire episode on that. Argument. We could. Let's mo- let's move on from it because we got we got another person to shout out real quick. Yeah, uh, Patrick Kane, Kaner, and he had another one tonight. So he's at a thousand and one, or maybe he even had assists. So he's he's over a thousand points now. Good for him. You good know him. that's what I say. I say good for him. I also say that, and good for him. Yeah, I, it's you know, um, Kaner's picking it up at the right time. I think. I think there's a little new uh, energy on the Blackhawks at net right now. Uh, I think I don't think that they're they're going to sit back and accept that they're uh, an outside looking in bubble team. I think that they're going to try to make try to make a push. Um, uh, I think they move for not not one, but I think they move for two D at the deadline. Think so? Yep. I think I they have they have the offensive power. Um, you know, Kubalik, like we talked about at the beginning of the season. Yep. He's a fucking stud. He's That's a rocket, a, man. another diamond in the rough that uh, you know Chicago in general has been able to find and develop. It's just it's crazy. Some of these guys they can they can pull out a fucking nothingness, right? 
Yeah. Um, they still have Debrinkat. They still got uh, Kirby Doc. I mean, if you if you got you, Kirby if, Doc's having a hell of a rookie season, and he's only going to get better. He's got seven goals. And you know what I mean? Like, yes, he doesn't have a ton of points, but he's playing third, fourth line minutes. So it's his first year. Like we we think of like rookies as like, oh, it's not a successful rookie season unless you just blur. But that, that's not true. Like a, a good rookie season is keeping your spot on the roster. Yep, exactly. Like that's a good rookie season, essentially. Like we're at just, bare minimum. We just we're just in this day and age where we look at guys like Eichel, McDavid, Matthews. We look at these guys and we just. We went through that little that little spurt of like right. these you guys need to come in and they need to be yeah. the best players in the league. It's just not going to happen. You it's can't just, hold them that standard. Look at um, what is the New Jersey uh, the Hughes kid? What is not yeah, Quentin? Jack, it's the other one, Jack. Yeah, Jack Hughes. Uh, like he's yeah he's it's no he's not blowing people away his rookie year, but he's kept his spot on the roster. He's only going to get better. The kid's fucking it's twenties. Yeah, like relax. Yeah. You can't um, hold them to Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid, if he was not on the Edmonton Oilers, that guy would be just blowing records away. Right. Like he would. Uh, the only way that I he could catch he, I would say that McDavid could would possibly break the scoring record if he was not on the Edmonton Oilers. I I think that team might drag him down a li- enough. But fuck, if he was on any other team with any su- sort of supporting cast other than Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, he's undoubtedly the best player in the league. Um, I don't want to get too far into this, but McDavid's own contract drags McDavid's value down. That's true. Um, mm. But, yes, I think I think Chicago, their problem has never been in the last couple of years offense, right? No. I mean, you were betting overs on them, I think, even last year, right? I want, um, I want a significant amount of money on their on – their, they had a 23-game over streak last yeah, year. That's crazy. Um, and I think, you know, I think goal scoring, I mean, yes, they lost tonight, but I think goal scoring isn't their issue at all. Um, I think, you know, even tonight, I mean, it's not like, yes, I mean, you know, you want to see a little bit better of a game from Leonard, but I think one or two D and I mean, if they're anywhere close to a playoff spot and those D come right in and mesh, um, look, this is, this is a playoff team. Yep. Right. I think the the streak that they've been on right around the time of year where you need to start kicking it up a little bit. Uh, they put playing some good hockey. If they can add a couple guys who kind of know what's going on, look, this is this is actually a team that you know pe- people need to worry a little bit about. Just because you got a guy like Kane and you got a guy like Taves who's actually playing good, and then you you got young guys like Debrinkit and. Uh, Kirby Doc and Strom and you know all and and you still got fucking um, who's that shitbird that was there and then left and then came back? Uh, uh, uh went went to Columbus and came back. Oh, Panarin. No, oh no. Uh, but oh, but it was in that. It was in that. Oh, Sod. Sod. Thank you. Sod. Um, they. I mean, they. They, if they needed to, would have a, a solid top six. They got guys like Drake Kajula who can play some, you know, third line minutes. And uh, I mean, you know, just with a couple extra D, I think this is a playoff team. So, um, yeah, Chicago and and Kane are getting a thousand points. It's just, it's right on par. I mean, you know, you know, you don't want to see Taves and Keith uh, get into a scuffle, but you know, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was a little bit of thing. Um, 
So let's let's hit on real quick uh, the Pacific Division. Take me down. Take me down. What's going on with the Pacific Division right now? Nobody wants to have it. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody is. You know, taking advantage of all the other teams being right there and really just taking off with what they want well, to do re- with the season. Read it's me. Just... Read me down. Read me down the Pacific Division standings right now. <sighs> Pacific is is nuts, dude. Um, Vancouver is now in first in the Pacific. They've they've had a nice streak seven and three in their last ten. Uh, Fifty eight points. So they're really they're they're leading it. Fifty eight points. That's that's uh, getting it in the Pacific. Uh, Edmonton fifty seven points. Calgary also fifty seven points. Arizona also fifty seven points. Vegas also fifty seven points. That is absolutely insanity. Um, not even from like the point perspective right i mean you're looking at um you're looking at the central and things like that there i mean there's still three points ahead of the central teams but you know the central teams haven't played quite as many games as uh, some of the wild card pacific teams but that's insane that's five teams within a point of each other that is absolutely crazy um pacific just you know i don't know if this speaks more towards like the pacific being well-rounded or if it's just so wide open that we just don't know. Um, I, I honestly, I think it's actually point one just because of where the central actually is standing, right? So even third in the central is 58. And I think, you know, Pacific, I think all those teams realize it's pretty wide open. And so they're playing really well, right? So, or, or they're at least, you know, keeping up with, with the with the divisions right now in the, um, uh, in the conference right now. So, um you know, it's it's awesome. I mean, all of these games, like you said earlier, they, they mean something, right? You know, you, you yeah, look at those every... top five teams, those those games mean something. It doesn't matter who's playing. Mm-hmm. Those games mean something, you know, especially, so that's awesome. Especially when the Pacific teams play each other. Yep. Like, every Pacific Division game, like Division ga- rivalry game, is going to mean something because there's t- literally one win can decide right now who's in the playoffs. Yep, exactly. It's crazy. Craziness. I love it. I, I mean, it's that, that's what makes it great. Um, and it'll definitely make an interesting tra- A, trade, de- trade deadline, yeah. and B, because because of that setup right now, I foresee a lot of teams making in the Pacific Division making moves to bolster some stuff. Um, I also see the bottom Pacific teams um, making selling. trades to the Central. I mean, if... You know? If I was San Jose, if I was San Jose, I would embrace the rebuild now instead of like holding out hope that this is a stinker year. They um, won't, dude. They won't. No, they won't. They should. Like, I mean, there's just nothing you can do right now. Yeah, you can't trade. Like, you you can build a team around Carlson and Burns, but you you need goalies. Yeah. You need deeper offense. I mean, there's just. I mean, see if there's a team that'll take Evander Kane. I'm not. Fuck. It's so fitting that he's on that team. Um, <laughs> I swear. Uh, but in any case, uh, no. It's San Jose should be sellers. L.A. I mean, they they could be sellers, but who the fuck are they gonna trade? Anze Kopitar. That's about it, dude. Jonathan, you could get you could offload Jonathan Quick to a team that might need, but but Quick hasn't proved to anybody that he's he can turn it on. Yeah, I think but, his contract's probably nasty though probably that too you know. um yeah and then the ducks i mean you, you're not going to trade gibson or even core players but i mean and Getzlav won't go anywhere 
So they'll they'll get they'll get so ducks just being a homer. Um, they'll yeah. they'll get rid of at least one or two uh, somewhat aging players. I think they'll hang on to Getzloff just as a as a tribute. I mean the guy the guy you know brought them a cup essentially and fucking sure. you know has carried them s- into relevancy for the last fucking ten years. So. I could see them floating uh, Cam Fowler. Yeah, I think um, as much a lot as- of teams are needing D. Yeah, and I, I, I think they could. They, I think I could see them floating him. Uh, his so he has a pretty nasty no trade clause, um, and then he'd wave um, it to a contender though. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it really depends. So all Murray is going to be looking for is first round picks. Sure, this year's draft is pretty deep. I mean, we thought last year's was deep. This it's sounding like this year is going to be even more deep. Um. You know, if he can get one or two first round picks from, you know, say just moving a defenseman and a and a somewhat aging winger, uh, Henrique uh, is is a good example, or Raquel or Silverberg, right? Um, right. And you know, move one of those guys and get uh, first round for each of those guys. He's going to do it in a heartbeat. He's never going to get rid of Gibson. If he gets rid of Gibson, um, he's probably out. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, you can't get rid of Gibson. You can yeah. you build the team around Gibson, right? You like you get, trade you, you trade Getzlav before you trade Gibson. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. Maybe Pacific Ryan Miller. Interesting. It's crazy. Maybe Ryan think, Miller is a backup to somebody. I think I think Miller uh, for a team who just wants a little bit of veteran experience. Um, yeah, insurance on the back end. Yeah, that that two A that two A that we were talking about A two. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So for sure. Um, all right, let's move into our. Uh, our annual annual this is only our second year doing this um our, our, well, we could call it annual it's now two yeah years. annual second our second annual dive into why the all-star game and weekend sucks and i'll throw in a little golf clap for that there uh, yay uh you know the next the next weekend is actually the big golf tournament here in phoenix so that's more important to me than anything that makes sense I, game, it, that's why Remember when we were kids and you like you turned on the All-Star game and you're like, "Wow, these are all the best players playing on two teams against each other in the West and the East Conference and this is just and you're and you're wearing these sweet street hockey jerseys like the or like they're the color of my orange street hockey ball." Yeah. And it, I just it, it's something exciting because the game's going to end like 11 to 9 and I, I just, it's really fun to see all these, but, and now, now literally everyone is trying to, like, uh, when, when somebody, when Gallant got canned, somebody posted, like, the lengths people are going to to get out of the All-Star game are ridiculous. <laughs> and great. I, and I, I just started laughing at that because that's honestly, like, uh, why, why at this point? Like, at this, you, you got an event that obviously is tailored to the younger generation of kids because adults see through the smoke screen they know it's not what it what what it is what it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be where the best players in the league playing against each other that's that's not what it is um but now it's not even the best players you've got you have the best players thinking of excuses of why they won't go or you or you're just alexander ovechkin you're saying i'm not going you know at least at least ovechkin's honest like crosby every year fakes an injury so he can't go um but (laughs) yeah crosby's ah my fucking toe hurts like yeah i can't go he always he consistently always gets hurt hurt around this time whereas ovi 
you know, he used to go all the time, and then now he's getting older, and he's like, no, I'm not, I, I'm not going. No. My other toe hurts. Right, exactly. No, he, <laughs> he doesn't even see us. I'm not hurt. I am, I am well-tuned uh, Russian fighting <laughs> machine, but I just fuck you. Uh, I give me my two games. I go home. Yeah, he'll. T- oh yeah, he'll take the suspension, and I think, and I think the Caps will even. Caps are okay with him taking the two game. They'd rather have him sit two games than get hurt in the All Star game. So, if you're a team, would you rather have you play all third and fourth line players, and you bring up a bunch of two way guys from the AHL for the two games after the All Star game? If or, I'm a team, yes. Or do if, you, I, if I'm or, a fan, then no. Like, <laughs> and, and this goes back to our conversation from last year. The NHL needs to reevaluate how they're going to make this weekend exciting and interesting again. Because right now, it just isn't. Like, we were just talking about it before the podcast. The thing that we're looking forward to most is the three-on-three game between the U.S. and Canadian women's teams. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, that's going to be fucking epic. It's going to be sick. You know, I gonna, wish. Th- I wish though. I wish they would do like a three-game, three-on-three series. You know, lots of threes. I just. I wish they would beat the living shit out of each other. I, it's gonna be. It's gonna be competitive. Like they're going yeah, to take it, it seriously. Be. There's gonna be bragging rights about this. And and the U.S. women's. The, the, these two teams don't like each other. No, they hate each other. Right. So this is gonna be a big fucking deal for friendly. little girls everywhere. It, it, that's going to be the biggest event now. You know, the motivations behind it, it's a good thing it's happening. Is the NHL doing it out of the kindness of their heart? No. They're getting, immense, they're getting immense pressure to include women in the league and that kind of thing. And, you know, that's either here nor there. Um, but regardless of the motivations, it is happening, and it's a cool thing, and it's going to be a great thing. Um, whereas the players, like, half the team is... So going down this roster here, we pulled, those, we pulled this up... Um, Atlantic Division, David Pasternak. Okay, that's an all-star. Tyler Bertuzzi. Is he doing well with Detroit? Yeah, but he doesn't... He He's even said he doesn't deserve to be on that team. Um, Anthony Duclair does not deserve to be in the all-star game. Is he doing well for Ottawa? Sure. Is he an all-star? No. Jack Eichel. Yeah, sure. Jonathan Huberto? Sure. Mitch Marner? Sure. Austin Matthews? Sure. Uh, Victor Hedman? Uh, yeah. Uh, Shea Weber is kind of having an off year. Yeah, uh, d- I wouldn't say he's the best in the e or in that division. Uh, Freddie Anderson, uh, yuck. I, yeah, I wouldn't say he's the All Star goalie. Uh, Vasilevsky, even that, even him, he's not having the best season. Uh, and then Tukaras chose not to play. He was selected. I mean, uh, again, I, there, there's just better goalies in the league. Um, Metropolitan Division. Chris Letang. Why is Chris Letang is on there. He's a veteran presence. I get that, I guess. Um, Matthew Barzal from New York Islanders. Makes sense. Uh, Nico Hersher from the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they, they literally just had to pick somebody that wasn't having an uh, atrocious year <laughs> from the Devils. Because Hersher does not... He doesn't have numbers that stand out. Uh, in fact, he's been jumping in and out of waiver wires on fantasy teams everywhere. Um Konechny's having a good year. He deserves it. Oshie's having a good year. He deserves it. Panarin's the only good guy. I would argue he could deserve it. Uh, John Carlson, obvious. Slavin is a great defense, like defensive defenseman. He deserves it. Seth Jones is doing okay. I would argue, I would argue Ransky earns that over him, but that's just me. 
Uh, Tristan Jari, uh, I don't know where that comes from. And then, uh, uh, so for Jake Gunsel, Kyle Palmolari, Doug Dougie Hamilton, and Jonas Corpusella were replaced because of injury. Alex Ovechkin has chosen not to play. So that's four players due to injury, and one said "fuck you." Uh, Central Division: Nathan McKinnon, sure. Patrick Kane, sure. Ryan O'Reilly, sure. David Perron, eh, he's having a good year. Shifley, uh, sure. Tyler Sagan from Dallas, he does not deserve to fucking be there, but that's just my two cents on that. Um, Who else we got here? We've got, uh, let's see. Oh, I just dropped it. Okay, Eric Stahl. Minnesota, Eric Stahl in Minnesota. I mean, they, that's another one of those where they have to pick somebody from Minnesota. I, I, no one on Minnesota deserves to be on the all-star team. They just don't. Um, Roman Yossi, Roman Yossi has been good in the past. I think he's having a down year, but he's doing okay. Probably the only player that deserves to go from Nashville. Uh, Alex Bertangelo, uh, maybe Jordan Bennington. He's that's deserved. And Connor Hellebuck, Connor Hellebuck does not deserve to be in the all-star game. He just doesn't. Um, I mean, but so how are you? Yeah, because, yeah, looking at these things, I mean, fuck. It just, it's, you're right. I mean, they just, they just throw this together. I mean. I hate, I hate that a player from each team has to go. I absolutely hate that. I'm as, as someone that roots for a team that would not have anyone going without this rule, I don't like this rule. You know what this plays into? This plays into exactly where the NHL wants to go, though. The NHL wants to go with casual fans from every fucking team who, you know, all they care about is, well, someone from my team's not there because I don't know anybody else. Right. Right? So, Minnesota, right? Minnesota is full of people... Who would Eric probably... Stahl does not deserve to be on the All-Star team this year. He but just that's doesn't. the thing is people from Minnesota would probably be like, fuck, you know, throw another guy from Dallas in there, right? I mean, throw another guy from fucking St. Louis. St. Louis oh, yeah. could have a whole I... fucking team of that shit, right? I, the only reason that I'm okay with taking such a hard stance on this is because I, I've i got Tyler Bertuzzi. Has, is Tyler Bertuzzi having a good year on the worst team in the league? Yes. Does he deserve to be on the All-Star team? No. No, hell no. He just doesn't. Yeah. I mean, if it weren't for injuries, maybe you could make a case for Anthony Mantha, but he's been injured too long. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's just nothing there. Um, go, the last division, uh, Connor McDavid, obviously. Drysaddle, obviously. Thomas Hurdle, I don't agree with at all. No. Um, Anze Kopitar should not even be allowed in the city of St. Louis during All-Star Weekend. <laughs> um, what, did, what did he even do to them, you know? he did he, he didn't Nothing. play hockey good enough <laughs> he's just no one from la should be on the all-star team same with um, anaheim same with you know yeah I just yeah I, i'm with you i mean we could read through we pretty much just did but yeah, we, could, well, I mean, I was, we could read through all these names you know let me finish let me finish it max petcheretti from vegas that's deserved Pedersen yeah. from vancouver deserved matthew kachuk from calgary ah yeah deserved okay um mark giordano from Calgary. He's having an off year, but okay. Um, defenseman Quinton Hughes from Vancouver. Sure. 
Uh, Jacob Markstrom from Vancouver. Yeah, he's having a decent year. Uh, Riddich from Calgary. Uh, and then and but, but they make the notes here. Uh, Silverberg, Couture, and Darcy Kemper were replaced. Yeah. Uh, due to injury, and then Flurry decided not to play. Yeah. So you know, the fact that you've got all these guys that are simply don't want to do it. And there's just no motivation for anybody to play. It's it's rough. Yeah, I just I mean yes, you know, just from a selfish standpoint, right? We have we have a ton of shit going on this weekend, in general, right? You know, we're gonna have people out this way, um, you know, things like that. Look, it, this is such a waste of time to me, right? I mean, I mean, we'll I still just... watch the we'll still watch the skills comp. I mean, we'll you know we'll put it on because we have nothing else to put on. Correct. Right. I'm not gonna watch a fucking rom com with twenty dudes, you know, who are drinking beer. Like the only reason we would ever fucking do that is if we didn't have the sound on and we're fucking saying the voices of all the fucking actors and actresses in the movie or something because we're shit faced. Right? right. And you know, it's just that's the only other thing we got going on at that point. Like we want to watch some yep. hockey, and so it's like fuck. I guess we watch you know Patrick Kane in a cape go down with his fucking glasses on and the goalie sprawl out while he's at the fucking blue line and do a pad stack and you know fucking junior from you know three years on can score on that shit like just it's such a fucking joke to me yeah and it it kills me and it's sad because i i wish all-star weekend was better i wish it was something exciting that people look forward to like the winter classic not not as much as like the first year they did it but you know people the love winter classic shit. yeah people, yeah I mean, like the winter cl- like i turned it on i turned it on it's a special event like right. it's it was something i looked forward to or at least kept in mind yeah. whereas whereas the all-star i mean let's let's be real here my since since college this will be like the second year that i haven't gone but other than this year and last year i have gone to mccall's winter carnival because i was either playing hockey or coaching hockey yeah and part of that weekend, you remember, is in the hockey house, you turned on the skills comp and the all-star game. Yeah. Like, that was part of the weekend because they always coincided. By the way, your wedding does coincide with Winter Carnival. Yeah, that's right. God damn uh-huh. it. Yeah. Uh, but, so, it was it was always something we watched. So, we just kind of had it on in the background, always, the hockey house. Um, last year, I didn't go to McCall, and can't tell you that i watched the all-star game yeah yeah it's just it's one of those things you either gotta be there or you have to be so engulfed in the hockey community at that point in time that you flip it on because it's just the only other hockey that you can get um it's it's sad i mean you know i mean looking over this schedule right i mean Thursday, not super packed. Friday, Saturday is pretty packed. And then Sunday is okay, right? Um, yeah. You know, just looking at the schedule. and But there's just nothing on there that really excites me over, you know, overly excites me. And um, it's sad. I mean, you know, I think uh, as, a, as a group of guys that we know is going to be down here in Phoenix that whole time, um, fuck, you know, I, I think I would rather replace this with shit. I got, you know, fucking... Um, you know, Pittsburgh playing Philly tonight, right? You know, move this game to this weekend and 
you know, that would be the game that just we actually had two and a half, three hours of fun. Right. 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 Um, you know, so. So what's going to make this All-Star Weekend fun is that I, I spoke to Bet I, I spoke to the commish. And it sounds like he's telling me that he's going to do his best to make sure that we can bet on the All-Star games. And because of that, I'm going to give my gambling tips right now. Nice. I'm going to tell you, bet the over. Every game. (laughs) Every game, bet the over. I don't care what the line is. Bet the over. No, that's not true. If it's like 15 or 20 goals, then don't do that. But... Well, it could be. I mean, well, the highest goals combined. The highest I've ever I've done this year is seven goals. That's the highest I've even seen. So it's three on three with periods that are what ten minutes long? Yeah, five minutes long, something like that. I don't know. Like, there's only two periods. Like, it's a weird format for sure. Um, I j- just bet the over. Like, it, it's I'm telling <laughs> you, every year it's just a shit show. Goalies don't give a fuck. And it's just a scoring fest. They're so, going to be so low, though. I mean, like, you think about you think about the actual numbers on that. Like, it's going to be like ten is the line, so over ten, and then and the game you, ends like nine to ten. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the the over is going to be like what negative four ten. You know, uh, I don't care because it's going to be a win. So he still, he still win. Yeah, there you go. Say, take it. I take that. And then if you and if you use, I mean, I'm gonna we're gonna talk to Commish right after this to see if he can do it. But if you can, if you can find a way to bet on the three on three women's game, bet on US. Ah, uh, I mean, you have to. If you don't bet you on got, the US, you're not a you're not a American. Well, even for our Canadian listeners, I mean, it's it just it just <laughs> makes sense. Like it's the US team playing in the US. They're in front of their home crowd. It's a big deal for, you know, women hockey players everywhere in the country. And it, they're playing. It's it, it, there's there's too much on the line for them not not to do this. Plus, and we paid the refs that too. Plus <laughs> that also, I mean, and just looking at the teams overall, I mean, I, now two, three years ago, I would maybe thought about this but i think the u.s team has kind of eclipsed the canadian team yeah uh in talent i think the u.s team is just better right now no bias um now three two three years ago i think this has been closer and then you know three four years ago i definitely would have said canada so well in three three four years from now i mean i could easily it will probably swap right oh yeah it'll uh, it's just u.s time and that's just how i mean sadly enough uh Talent in women's hockey is also tied with the amount of rights that women have in their respective countries, but that's just how it goes. Hmm. That's fair. What, what do you think that the Chinese women's team is going to challenge for gold anytime soon? Dude, you just never know. <laughs> Dude, I, know Putin's, I know Putin's putting together a real fucking tough squad this year, so. Dude, they don't it's the house cats have more rights than women in china okay <laughs> sacred it's, that's sacred right. shit dude i guess i guess <laughs> oh, okay shit um we could probably skip fantasy because we're coming up the all-star break huh yeah i mean yeah i you know unless you got anything do you have anything that was planned no i picked up oliver borkstrand He's been an IR forever. If you, it, it, I think that's a good pickup because Columbus is on the upswing. Pick him up. 
My pickup is uh, Eric Gustafsson. Ooh, that's a that's a yeah. sneaky pick. He got dropped in both my leagues. He's he's got six points in his last three games. He uh, he almost won me one league last or last week, and then uh, he's already getting it this week. So perfect. All I right. Lost by, well, I lost by point fucking five. I think if I would have had point six more last week, I would have fucking won in one of my leagues. Oh yeah, yeah. I, lo- I lost. I lost joke. last week because of horrible injuries. I've got Logan Couture is hurt. Tuka Rask is hurt. Jonas Corposalo is out. Uh, Strom went down. Klingberg is always hurt. So, yeah, I've, I've been dealing with some injuries. Yeah, I lost Dougie in both. Ugh. Ooh, Shit. that's tough. Kills that's going to be tough. Kills uh, me. Luckily, I've got Jacob Slavin. Hey, you know, there you go. I know Jake Gardner was one of the one of the highest added people in fantasy realm so uh, i think next yeah next episode we should probably do a trade rumors rundown because we're getting close to the deadline we are and uh, and i'm ready and, for and, it and gardner is one of the names names being thrown around yeah i'm ready for it man let's do it i love it i love it okay um so as soon as we're done with this i'm going to text commission let him know that we need uh all-star gambling and yes. uh other than that you got anything else no it, I know we've been talking a lot about the Wells Wedding 2020, but if any of you fuckers show up, you're not getting in the door. So no, no, it's that's I mean exclusive. Pro, promo code Wells will not work. <laughs> that's right. Promo code Wells Wedding 20. Because I don't have any money in general, but definitely not enough for a free play for all you fuckers. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, as a, as a wedding gift. Kamish should grant anyone who uses Wells Wedding as a promo code. That's it. That's that's the Dusty Bender prog, uh, promo code this week. Wells yeah, Wedding. and all the proceeds go to Wells. And the, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll see if we'll see if Kamish wants to be generous and give you a wedding present. Probably not. Pro- probably not. Well, you never know. Probably he's like, you owe me fucking fifty bucks. Like, God like, damn it! All right, three bucks a fleet free play. <laughs> <laughs> good luck uh, we're also we're we uh speaking of that we are also very close to having him on uh schedules just didn't work out this week uh like we said it's been busy um with travel and whatnot but uh commish will probably be coming on next week or the week after so uh hopefully we'll have him on soon love to bullshit with him good yep. dude yep for sure awesome all right everybody thanks for listening please subscribe to us uh leave a review on whatever you're listening uh, those always help. I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure why, but they do. Uh, and, uh, I mean, just, you know, tell tell your grandma about us. Dude, let grandma turn on her Spotify <laughs> in the background while she's cooking. <laughs> what grandmas cook? I've, I, I've, I've, seen those old, I've seen those Alexa commercials where they get, like, 90-year-old people to talk to it, and it works just seamlessly, so. Dude. Can you imagine the amount of grandmas that we could get that just, you know, get a good chuckle while they're knitting or doing a yes. puzzle at home? <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I like what they said about him. Commander so, <laughs> Kane is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Greg Wyshynski's a total douche. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that Greg Wyshynski's grandmother? Uh, yes. Okay. Wish- uh, old, old Miss Old Olga. Mrs. Wyshynski. Olga Wyshynski. Olga Wyshynski. <laughs> uh. Oh, 
Oh shit! Sorry, Olga. Sorry, Olga already man. listens to us. She heard us talk. She actually googles shit talking with Shinsky, and uh, we come up actually. <laughs> so she loves it. Craig, did oh. you hear what these guys are talking about? You, it's spot on. They're right. They're totally right. <laughs> Fuck. Look what I knitted you. <laughs> it says you suck. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, let's go home. All right, we're out of here.